Hello, all you self-lovers, self-caregivers, and self-affirmers, and welcome to another, another new, uh, another inward-looking episode of your favorite <laughs> meditation show, Pod Queens. That's right. Clear your mind and listen to us as we wade into the steamy waters of culture. My name is Gamal Al-Sawal. I'm Jelani Carrington. I was wondering where that was going to go south. <laughs> I was so impressed. I'm such a wait. I was so impressed at first. I was like, oh, it was like, Gamal had it. <laughs> it, was, it was because I wrote it down and I couldn't read my own handwriting for a second. <laughs> I couldn't read my own handwriting. I was like, the fuck is this word? I'm oh, sorry. It was inward. It was inward. Uh, you didn't have Caribbean parents that like made you sit down at a table and practice your handwriting for hours after you got home from school. Once I once I graduated from 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 high school, it was over. I was writing like a doctor, chicken scratch. Ooh. I was like, no one's gonna come into my handwriting. Fuck you all. <laughs> the parents made me practice my handwriting and my multiplication table even after I had finished all of my homework. Wild. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Good for and them. when I say parents, it was mostly my dad. <laughs> Damn. That's insane. Did y'all have to learn to write in cursive? Were you mandated to write in yeah, cursive? I yeah, was. it was like a course in school. So yeah, yeah I, apparently, I went to a Catholic uh, elementary school, kindergarten through the eighth grade. So it was elementary middle school um, because I'm such a good Christian or something. Um, but I went to this Catholic school and like once you got to second grade, they taught you cursive and you couldn't not write in cursive. You had to write in cursive. Mm. If you wrote in print, um, they would they would yell at you. Um, so sometimes we have people transfer in from like public schools where like, I guess a lot of public schools around here, they didn't teach cursive or it wasn't mandated. So like you could choose, imagine a choice. <laughs> so like some people would transfer into the school and they'd be like, you have to write in cursive. And some of them would be like, I don't know how to, <laughs> I truly never learned. You gotta! Um, it's such a thing. I hated it actually, but now I kind of wow. still do it anyway. Cause I was was beaten into me. My handwriting is a mix of cursive and print usually most of the time. Yeah. Mine is too. I loop my letters together just like, I want to say lazily, but I'm not gonna because I'm not lazy. Um, Listen. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't mandated. It wasn't like, wow. You, it was, it was, it was what we were doing like the cursive unit, I guess. Right. But like oh, yeah. past that, they were like, do whatever the fuck you want, little kid. I'm not getting paid enough. That's right. I was gonna say. That was my thing. It was like, listen, like we just we had to say that we taught it to you, and once we did, <laughs> like go off. Well, when I went to high school, and I also went to a Catholic high school. Okay, we're sensing a theme here. Um, they it was like a very lax Catholic high school. And they were. I saw that they weren't like telling us we had to write in script, but they weren't telling us that we didn't have to. And so some people would write in print, and I was like, you could do that. You could write in print. So like I tried and I was like, let's see what happens if I do it. And like no one said anything because of course not. Like who cares? Uh, and then I was like, oh my God, this is the moment I can Freedom. write. In Freedom! <laughs> I also dyed my hair the minute I graduated high school because the boys were not allowed to dye their hair because it was Catholic school. So I, I dyed my hair the minute I left high school. Yeah. That was my personality for a hot minute. I know it was my first my first big uh oh, what's the thing I just said when we um I started the call. Oh god, I forgot it already. Oh, we're all the gang's all queer. Yeah, <laughs> the gang's all queer. Yeah, it was my first gang's all queer moment. I dyed my hair immediately after leaving. 
uh, Catholic high school and going to a public college. And that was my entire personality when I got to college. I was like, mm, I have red hair. Can you tell? <laughs> my father's a barber. And so he did wow. my haircut. He just did my hair for like the, va- the vast majority of my life. Um, I have no idea how much things cost at a salon slash barbershop, although I know they are expensive. <laughs> um, which is why I still don't go. Does he do but, your hair now? No, now I do it myself because I hate him. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, when when I first dyed my hair, I was in high school and I picked the color blue. Mm-hmm. No, did I pick the color red? I think I did red first and then blue. I think I did red and then I wanted to do pink, mm-hmm. but I knew that he would bitch fit about it. So I was like, can you just do it blue? And then... I like couldn't fathom like dealing with the drama of him. So I was like, all right, you just have to do it yourself. And I that's how I ended up doing my own hair is because I really wanted my hair to be pink. And then he saw it and he was like, you could have asked me to do this. It would have been fine. And I was like, why are you lying? <laughs> like it's already done. I've already done it. Why are you lying? Well, you're going <laughs> to stare into my face and tell me Tell me you would have dyed bullshit. my hair pink. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. I fuck, parent, That's like when you're, I mean, not exactly, but like, you know, at least this happened to me. My mom used to do this all the time where like, you would want something and then they'd be like, no. And then you'd get mad. And then they'd be like, well, actually I was gonna give it to you, but now I'm like, stop gaslighting me like this. Get the fuck away from me. My thing is, I'm like, why? Like, I feel lied to about my entire childhood because there's so many instances where I like, like my internal panic of not wanting to talk to my father made me go, you don't need that thing. I needed that thing. Or even if I didn't, I wanted it. <laughs> it's wild. Our good friend of the pod, uh, Donnie, Donnie Toussaint, shout out, at Cibel Chocola on Instagram. Um, I don't know I why. I think it's just, love her music. Uh, I, I don't know why. I think it's just because like whenever I go on Facebook, like I, she's on Facebook often. So whenever I check Facebook, like she's the first thing I see. And so I interact with mostly her posts because it's the first thing I see. So now Facebook notifies me whenever she posts something, uh, which is fine. <laughs> I love what she posts. But she shared this thing about um, parenting and how this 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 um, this adult what, what, right adult parent right um, <laughs> this parent was like saying that parent. like her you can her her child was like throwing like a a a, a fit you know a, a, a tantrum. And she was really upset. And instead of like doing what she wanted to do at first, which is what her parents had done to her, which is like say, why are you saying that to me? Like, don't talk to me like that. Like, I'm the parent here. Um, she asked her, the, her, her daughters, like, what's what's going on? What, what? And I was like, I feel bad and I don't know why. And she was like, okay, like, can I talk to you about it? And like, just went through this thing. And like, you know, sometimes we feel bad and like, sometimes it's okay to say like, you know, I need a moment and I can't engage with this properly right now. So like, please let me take a moment. And like, she instilled this in her child. And I was like, wow, just single-handedly like saved parenting. No, single-handedly breaking cycles of trauma right then and there. Just said, boom. Right. 
I'll try powerful. to find the photos. Maybe we'll put them in the show notes or something. I'll send it to Conrado. Um, but it was so it was so wild. I was like, wow, it really took till the year 2021 for for this to be popularized, for like non-toxic parenting to be popularized and popularized? Popularized. Mm-hmm. Yes, popularized. Yeah. And in some ways, non-toxic parenting and dyeing your own hair are forms of self-care <laughs> okay which is okay. the theme of today's we're, episode we're changing it it's actually we're talking about parenting <laughs> that was Mama, a that'll be two episodes for now because i got lots to say i know well that we should do that tell us if you Everyone? want us to do that a comment below comment below yo self-care, self-care. Do, you, do you care about yourself <laughs> do, you, do, you really? do you care about yourself in this slightest i don't <laughs> that's a lot self-care actually kind of never heard of her but i do in fact i am in fact obsessed with myself um <laughs> i have at least what's the difference i have 10 plus mirrors in my room and i can tell you right now i am always looking at myself and i'm always amazed i'm like hot beautiful talented successful <laughs> amazing stunning popular like you are the moment the moment is you <laughs> the body is here the body is here I love what is it what's the wendy williams thing she's an icon she's a legend <laughs> and she is the she moment, is the moment. <laughs> ah ridiculous well actually talking i was talking to um my therapist nicole ah, this week huge. and one of my homeworks is well, it's which is attached to self care, but right, like self um, self love. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. her one of my homework assignments. She's like, "Do you have a mirror?" And I was like, "Yes." She's like, Do you have a full length mirror where you can see your whole body? And I was like, "Yes." Take it all. Like, off. I was like, "Oh no, what does she want me to do?" So it's starting OnlyFans. Yeah, exactly. It's starting OnlyFans. She's like, "Well, since you said you wanted to be Beyonce, you can start that OnlyFans." Um, but she was like, "Okay, so then." what I want you to do, which I haven't done it yet, because obviously, who am I? But is stand in front of the mirror, like she's like, after you've like taken a shower, whatever, just like naked, stand in front of the mirror. And like, huh? I was right, naked. It was, oh yeah, absolutely, of course. So she wants me to stand in front of the mirror naked and like, look at myself and reaffirm myself. And she's like, and start to turn things. She's like, if you see something that you don't like, start to find ways of like reframing it and like being like, well, actually like, oh, if my um she, this is my favorite quote of all time she's like if if like you're like worried about your thighs being too like big or whatever or they touch in a certain place she's like that's fine that's all good it keeps that other place nice and warm i live for her she's my favorite person but yeah wow. so that was my my homework is self-love slash love care so I, I I go back and forth between well since we're talking about nudity <laughs> since we're talking about self nudity I go back and forth between like sometimes I look at myself naked and I'm like mm, I'm hot <laughs> and then sometimes I'm like you're the, what what is this thing you have all over your body you're the worst um, and there's no there's no there's no like you're just okay and that's fine you you just have to stop fluctuating you just have to can you like lean harder into like looking yeah. in the mirror basking at yourself and being like i am it um in high school i had to say this thing to myself which is um you are perfect because there is no other standard by, by which to judge you because you are the only you so you are the most perfect version of you oh my God. um so you're perfect 
I'm gonna cry. Bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to like rationalize it to yourself like that. Like just, yeah, mm-hmm, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's fine. <laughs> I mean, facts are facts, though, Mama. Perfect. You're beautiful. You look like Linda Evangelista. You're a model. (laughs) You do look like Linda Evangelista. Evangelista. That's it. Aja, Egyptian, half Egyptian. Just like (gasps) Love it. That's so hot. I'm really Um, into that. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's wild. These are all great mirror mirror tricks. Do y'all talk to yourself in the mirror? Have you ever... Have you ever given mm-hmm. yourself a mirror pep talk? I've never done a pep talk, but I talk to myself all the fucking time. Yeah, I talk to myself, but I don't talk to myself in the mirror. I look in the mirror a lot. Like, I'm I'm obsessed with looking at my face in the mirror. I don't like looking at my body, mm-hmm. but I do love mm-hmm. looking at my face. I also mm. love looking at my face. I love looking at my body. I love looking in the mirror. I love talking to myself in the mirror. I do it a lot. Um, Maybe a bit too much, but I'm going to say no. I do it the right amount. Just enough. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. In fact, maybe you could even do it more. Maybe I should do it more. <laughs> Conversation. Get to know yourself a little bit. I really like the, there's a pep talk in Bojack Horseman that Princess Carolyn gives herself in the mirror. She literally is like, you are going to get your shit together. And I, <laughs> top, honestly, top tier. Although then she goes on to be like, you're going to be a robot. You No more love, no more feeling, no more affection. Go to work, be awesome at it. Well, that's capitalism. No, thank you. I know. Um, I have a question. Have have y'all heard of the, 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 is it 32, 36 questions? The questions that were published in the New York Times. the New York Times, yeah. We played them They were like, we played them once with a group of friends. Like if you, basically if you're with a partner, like you're, you know, maybe you're in a third or fourth or fifth date. I feel like that's at least a fifth date kind of thing, maybe. I want to do it first, number one. I mean, a part of me wants to be psycho and do it first and be like, let's get it over with. Like, tell me all your trauma and I'll tell you all of mine. But like, that could be a turnoff. So I'm like, maybe... They say the third date is when you have sex. So should that be before or after the sex? I guess um, it depends on what's I feel like if you. someone's inside what of if you, I have sex you should know. <laughs> I feel like if someone's inside of you, you should know the vital things about them. But also right. be a slut and fuck on the first date. Yeah. Um, right. Actually, fucking on the first date doesn't make you a slut unless you say it makes you a slut. Like, Mama, if you feel, the first date. Gonna... If you feel empowered by the word slut, then go for it. But like, on the first date. Yeah, first I, there's no the first actual day. rules. Just, this is just some bullshit society thing to make everyone feel insecure and uncomfortable about wanting love and wanting sex because apparently those two things like fuck them trying to like have a good relationship with one another. It's like yeah, <laughs> and honestly, sometimes like you feel like it's good enough. To, I feel like for, for for me at least, it's like a matter of safety. Like if it's if you're a stranger and mm-hmm. like I'm meeting you and like we're talking, like maybe I don't want to like completely go home with you and oh fuck on the first you know the first date meeting. But like sometimes like you can get a sense of the person on a first date and you feel like this would be nice actually. Yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one as human beings, we crave like attention, physical affection, like we love being social which is why this last year and a half at this point has been terrible um it's why solitary confinement is awful and should be outlawed contact your congressperson um because like we we're social we need people we need to be touched they say on average a hug is supposed to last like four minutes or something like that (gasps) like after hugging for like four minutes that's when like dopamine is released like you should be hugging for longer bitches 
I love a good long it's hug. Just cuddling. Oh, there's nothing like it. I love yeah, that's why you like cuddling. Like oh, we like being intimate with people. If part of your self-care really? regimen is having sex, then that is totally fine. And do not let people tell you that you should be different. So but on the topic of self-care again, like everyone thinks now, I feel like this is the idea where when you hear self-care, you think of like, I'm going to do a face mask, I'm going to take a bath. And like, those are cool. If like, those make you feel better, that's cool. But there's also like a bunch of people I've seen saying like, that's not self-care. Like, or like, that doesn't have to be self-care. Like self-care is like setting time aside for yourself and like saying no sometimes. So it seems like there are various forms of self-care. Right, that's like the cosmetic self, which is good. But sometimes that's, I feel like some people need the outward thing in order to do the inward thing. If you can, if you can Mm. at least set the time for yourself to do a face mask, that's like level one of being able to do more for yourself. So not that it should Mm. be the only way you do self-care, but if that's like, a very easy way to, for you to dip into starting to do self-care then like that is super valid and like do it bitch you know i also think that so one good thing that i've seen is that um you know the love languages are, love are people them. familiar with those we love is, our five um physical affection uh words of affirmation mm-hmm. uh time like yeah. spending time with someone quality time. quality time quality time thank you um uh-huh. gift giving and acts of service those are your like five love languages that's how you show love but it's also how you receive love mm-hmm. um and so if you like self-care and self-love should also relate to those mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like if you're someone who your love language that you love to receive is like gifts go out and buy yourself a gift and that's self-care wow Mm -hmm. you're right facts are facts i think think sometimes like uh, well while i just brought up the fact that some people are like "Mm, doing a mask is not self-care i mean for me at the very least like i don't often like take care of my skin sorry about it my mother's an esthetician so she does like facials and stuff and skincare and i Mm -hmm. um have always had like good skin and I, I don't often break out um but I don't do anything to it and it makes her very angry <laughs> um anyway uh I just said so like I don't often take care of my skin but like sometimes like putting on like some moisturizer or like putting on like a a, a a face mask or doing something like is something that I don't usually do and in some way like I am doing something for like my health i'm caring for my body and caring for my skin in a way that i don't usually do it so i feel like that is in some ways like showing i think it's showing care i think it's showing a care that i don't usually show and so i think that could be self-care anyway i've cracked the code Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i also think helpful tip for skincare don't watch those videos on vogue where these people put on like 18 products on their face you are not you are absolutely not a okay I say this as someone who has had like clear skin most of their life and when they break out they break out on like I break out on like my back sometimes and I'm like "Mm, I've got a pimple there but no one's gonna see it um but the point of this was like you are not someone whose job it is to be like quote-unquote perfect and flawless 24 7 Mm. so you don't need to look like that also no one looks like that because they are constantly airbrushed and refiltered and bullshit um your skin is I think I think people's skin sometimes is overworked. Yeah. 
and like you know you're stripping mm-hmm. it of all these things and it's making you break out more sometimes like just just be careful pick like two good products and a moisturizer so three good products like it don't need to be all the drama i i literally actually hate those vogue videos where they're like you need all 300 of these things that i use for my nighttime routine you don't you don't and and like also knowing your skin like you know what i mean maybe that is true for that person that person has like chronic acne that person has eczema that person has x Mm -hmm. y and z that for Mm -hmm. them they like it's really it's really imperative that they keep up with whatever they're putting on because if they don't then all of these things surface but it's like if that's not you if that's not your skin like you gotta find what's good for you because exactly there's been too many times where i've been like everyone's like high high hyaluronic acid whatever the fuck it is called Mm -hmm. and um i've been like oh everyone says this is like great for moisture like get it get it get it and i've tried at least three times with this stuff and every time it makes my skin worse and i'm like but everybody says it's so good for you and it does it does not work for me it just doesn't and so like at first, I was beating myself up. I'm like, well, maybe I'm not getting the right one. Should I be spending more money on this stuff? And it's like, no, bitch, you don't need it. You don't need it. You're fine. Like, you, mm-hmm. your skin was fine before you started putting this shit on it. So, like, why would you, like, try and force yourself to put this on? It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Period. We'll have my mother on the podcast. She'll talk about skincare. Absolutely not. We will oh my never God. do that. Fran! Fran! <laughs> Fran! <laughs> no, but we'll have a nanny on, a different Fran. Fran, fine. The nanny's coming to HBO Max or something. It's coming to a streaming service for the first time ever, and I'm so excited. Okay. That will be my form there. of self-love. Is it there now? I think, yeah. <gasps> you can watch it. Oh, oh my God. I need to pull her up right now. Podcast is over. Everyone go watch the nanny. That's, um, that sounds like self-love to me. The that's that self-care. Is TV watching self-care? I think it can be. I think anything can be in moderation. Exactly. Um, Just like an espresso martini can also be self-care sometimes. Yeah. 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 You know what self-care was last night? What? No, you tell me. Oh, I was just going to say self-care last night was that I couldn't... um, We all wanted Chinese. um, Although very poor. Um, and was like, damn, I actually don't have the money to tip someone 20 to 30% right now because mm-hmm. you should be tipping more because mm-hmm. we're still in the pandemic, guys. Um, and so I was like, you know what? It's actually not that bad to walk over there. And if I walk over there, it also lets me walk my dog mm-hmm. all at once. Okay, let's go. And so I got dressed, I walked my dog, I picked up Chinese food and I came home and I sat down for like, hours just okay. eating Chinese food. Bless. That, sounds that wonderful. was self-care. That was self-care. What'd you get? Um, I just got fried rice and broccoli and garlic sauce because mm. I'm actually obsessed with broccoli and garlic mm. sauce. So mm. delicious. Mm. Now I want Chinese food. Oh. Yeah, on the, oh. Chinese food on the menu tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to get Chinese this, food tonight. Actually, the, the decision this, has been made for me. This tiny <laughs> carrot. And oh. those little beautiful peas that are like baby pearls. carrots, baby carrots. They're not babies, mama. They're no, not. Babies. They're not. They just cut they're them. They're not babies. They just cut them. They just cut them smaller. They they're full carrots. They cut them smaller. Blew my fucking mind. But baby corn is actually uh, immature corn. <laughs> I believe. Did you know that corn was actually really tiny? But we like t- corn was minuscule. Um, like it was the size of like 
baby corn, but we, um, you know, our ancestors putting in that work in the field. See, sometimes putting in work in the field, self-care. Because self-care. They, <laughs> bigger corn. No, they literally like bred the corn to yeah. be bigger. Yeah. And now they have big corn that they could just, you know, didn't have to work as hard to eat. You, have you ever seen actually like corn that's from like South America or like Peru and the kernels mm. are like they're gino you know like corn pop the cereal oh. like or yeah whatever. Corn, corn they whatever. like look like kernels like that they're humongous the first time when I went to Peru and we were eating oh. corn I was like the fuck is this like regular like cooked corn because I've seen like like corn nuts like that like corn no like no like corn. the full, full the full cob has huge, you know, giant giant soft kernels thing yeah delightful that's wild yeah so wow corn who knew corn was a, a mutant corn is an x-man corn is an x-man and sometimes all, that's self-care to be honest all of our um as a vegan and someone who has done extensive work in researching like food and whatnot um most of our like fruits and vegetables are like highly 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 um like it's selective breeding. There's a, yeah. There was a lot of selective breeding. Kale, broccoli, spinach, cabbage, like all of that is basically one plant that we like broke down into several different plants. Um, any apple that you see, if you've, if, like if you try to plant an apple seed, you probably get a crab apple tree because what happens is they take good apples mm -hmm. off of a branch and they graft the branch onto like, a nice tree and they like grow mutant apples like that bro because all our friends are x-men there's so and yeah all, all, like honey crisps are apples that we made like honey crisps yeah. is an apple that existed before we made honey crisps a thing so it's actually my favorite thing in the world that like yeah all our plants are just x-men that we were like we're gonna make you special we're gonna make you better we're gonna make you good yeah, <laughs> dumb <Kevin>. bitch <laughs> But I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know what? Yes, 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 yes. But self care doesn't require change, right? I don't, I don't, know. I don't think so. Like, like changing plant. yourself? You mean? Yeah, like like how corn changed. Oh <laughs> sure, change. yeah, that's a nice segue. Um, no, I'm, well, I'm gonna I start rating these segue. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I to but yes, to be on the on the lookout for self care in these <laughs> tangents that we go on. Um, mm -hmm. I, they all come from self care. They all come from self care. I think so my tangents are self care. <laughs> <laughs> stop! I mean, stop shaming ourselves for going on tangents. I'm not I'm tangent shaming. I'm not. No, I'm just no I'm answering shaming. your question of Sorry, yeah, go, ahead. Question? go off. Um, is change self-care. Self oh, do you need change for self-care? No, oh, what I was gonna say is that like self-care should help um like like um lift you up, right? Like the whole point is that it should be about like making yourself feel better about who you are in the moment and not about like right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what I was gonna say. I think like if you so there are all those like style related shows where they like go on and they like fix people's quote unquote mm, style. Just say queer eye, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's queer eye, and then there's several others. Like there's um, what there's not one to wear. I, and yeah, there's what the not day. to wear. Like oh, all man. of these shows, like, and I think to a degree, some of them are self care because sometimes they actually do go to someone who's like. Um, 
just like burdened with life and hasn't been able to properly figure out like everything they want to wear. But sometimes it's also just them being like, well, this isn't appropriate. And this is like not something that you should wear out and da 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 da. And Change it's like, yourself. let people rock. <laughs> like say yes to the dress is actually really great about just being like, what do you want to wear on your wedding day? And we're going to mm-hmm. make this fit whatever type of dream you have. And I think that's a good one of like, you don't need to change necessarily. You just need to elevate. Like we just want a not better version of you, but like maybe a more like polished version, like mm. someone that's a little bit more like, I don't know what the word is. Cause I don't want to say presentable. Cause you're always like presentable. But there's also a, a sense of like self-confidence that comes with that. Right. Like yeah. obviously there's some of these shows that are like really rough and it is, it feels more about like, Oh, you know, you need to change everything about yourself in order to like, um, get this job or in order to have someone like fall in love with you, like have to change all of this about yourself. But also on the flip of that is that right. Like you're like, for, like, for example, Gamal's like, oh, I don't do this skincare stuff all the time. But when you do it and you start to feel better about yourself, you start to like it all of a sudden does because does become something that you didn't realize you weren't doing for yourself that can make you feel better. Right. If you are like, mm-hmm. oh, I just like wear these, you know, I don't like really care about my outfit because like who the fuck cares. But then all of a sudden you put on something and it makes you feel good to have that on realizing that like maybe there was something valuable in taking in literally taking care of myself and literally getting something for me that I didn't have before that's going to make me feel better I Mm -hmm. think that's like the line yes Mm -hmm. interesting interesting I think we're so smart I think we've um I think we've solved it everybody just listen to us what should we take talk we should have a TED talk Oh, a TED Talk, oh, yeah. yes. I absolutely, I think there are at least four or five subjects I would love to give a TED Talk on, primarily <laughs> weddings. Um, oh, yes. That was on an application I had to fill out for like a writing fellowship. Okay, fingers crossed, I get it. But Ooh. one of the questions was like, if you had to give a TED Talk on anything, what would it be like aside from writing, you fucking asshole? Um, and so I was like, oh God, mm-hmm. what do I talk about? What do I talk about? And so I had to think long and think hard about what my TED Talk would be watched the TED Talk in a minute. Maybe I should go back and rewatch some of them. I used to, TED is I used always to talking. The, I used to have the TED Talk app because I would just wow. be like watching TED Talks. Because wow. I, I find them really fascinating. And I, I'm a person that goes on Netflix and like binges a bunch of documentaries because I like like being given information. It's because mm. you're a little smart baby slut. <laughs> you like being given information? Is that your love language? Getting, getting gifts of information? <laughs> yes, but also tea. Like, if you have drama, I'll take it just as much as, like, award-winning documentaries on, like, <laughs> dumb shit. Like, give What's me the difference? <laughs> True. Mama, what's the difference? Wait, what are our... So, let me, let me... Let's talk about it. What are our love languages? Do we know? Do we have an idea? Oh, quality time. Quality time, 100%. I think... I mean, everyone has, you know, different degrees of them. I of think... Like, percentages on all of them, yeah. The yeah, I think I value and I... Like, I give and and I receive physical touch, like, mm-hmm. I think is my number one both ways. Um, but there's no but. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> all again, it's quality time, physical touch, gift giving. Words, words of, of affirmation, affirmation. Words of affirmation. Quality. You active said quality service. Of service. Active service. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely quality time for me then. So I'm also, I also give acts of service a lot. 
I think. Oh, that's good giving because yeah. you can give differently. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a big, I, I think physical touch is up there. And I think, I think my sometimes the my like um, acts of service and my gift giving kind of meld into each other at certain points. Um, mm -hmm. They kind of like, you know, but that's definitely another one of them. I love mm -hmm. I love doing stuff for people. And if doing that thing is buying you a gift, you know what I mean? Like, I will do that. Mm -hmm. I think gift giving is like low on my list. Like I love getting a gift. Don't get me wrong, but like in a relationship, like especially a new relationship, if someone's like always getting me gifts, I'm like, what do you was what, what are you trying to hide? Like, what is this for? Like, what are you you trying to buy my love? You're trying to buy my affection? I'm not interested anymore. That's what my mom does, which is why I do it. That's what my aunt does. She fully bought me a sewing machine for my birthday. Um, because we but I understand sometimes we were kind sometimes of strange. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 it was fully that. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. I was like, like thank you. I will take it. Yeah. Um, right. You can buy my love. You can. But <laughs> you can't buy, buy my love. But you but, can buy things. <laughs> actually, you can't buy it. You can lease it. Like, you you must continue to give extreme gifts. Exactly. I will, like, this, this your is love, the you are the landlord of your love, and the rent <gasps> never ends. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. You made that up just now? I did, I'm just, I'm wow. just full of Someone people. put us on the TED Talk stage. We got a TED Talk. I am TED the land. Say it with me now. I am the, the landlord of, of my, my love. love. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am the landlord of my love. What well, is our second part to it? <laughs> nope, that was it. Okay. I am the landlord of my own love. Mm -hmm. And I can release it whenever I want. Mm -hmm. the no one can buy it i'm not a mortgage baby <laughs> yeah mortgage is love baby ridiculous but uh you can refinance it you can refinance this love the bank will come this for this love the housing market i'm rewatching desperate housewives and oh. i i'm still in season one if anyone's ever seen it um, I just got to the part where Gabby's husband um, gets taken by the FBI. Mm -hmm. She she was like a model and she married, she was making her own money. She was making really good money, but she married this rich dude. Um, and so then she got all of his money. And so they live in like a cul-de-sac in this fucking suburb. Anyway, he gets taken by the FBI and now she's all alone and she has to do work. And she's still like, she's like, no, but I still love him. And I'm like, my bags would have been packed. I'd have moved. <laughs> I'd have changed my name. You like what? No, thank you. The That's the show that, that. What's his name? Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Metcalf. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yes. Play, like the gardener. He's or fucking something. her. John it's very inappropriate. He's like yes. Wow, he was on Dancing with the Stars this year. That's how I know him. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, and you were very upset. <laughs> I was so upset that he went home. I'm so... rewatching this show, and it's very apparent that it, like, it was a product of its time. But I also hate that because, like, what is up with our time? <laughs> what were we uh, doing? Like, I mean, not me. I was young. What are my oh, parents okay. doing? Woody Allen. I think about Woody Allen having a career all the time. I'm like, why? What were y'all doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, supporting time. white men like they've always have. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. <laughs> All these abuses in the industry. When did they get there? Questions. We want answers. Questions. So. Uh, what? Um, 
love, self-care is masturbation. Self-care. I was gonna ask that too. I'm so glad. Really? You- yeah. Oh, they got they got. I'm the dirty sexual one who asked the question. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, of no, it's not. Sex is not dirty, and masturbation is not dirty. No, absolutely. Masturbation self-care. is self care to like the max. Is my opinion. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. Physical touch. Physical touch of PT. your own self. Physical therapy and physical touch. <laughs> like, sometimes you need to be touched, and sometimes you need to touch yourself. Um, Please touch and- yourself. Y'all. Please touch yourself. Please touch yourself. Don't stop touching yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't touched yourself, try it out sometime. Give mm-hmm. it a go. I mean, yeah, it's, a a it it's a great way to experiment with like what you might want or need from a partner without like the partner being there. So you 100%. can figure it out. So you can know. And Sometimes also like, figure it, it out wild style. It is a, it is a part of self-love. The idea that like you can bring yourself to this like moment of extreme pleasure. Like how come on? Like mm-hmm. kind of empowering, right? Yeah. Yeah. That my right hand knows what to do, baby. My left hand? Don't get me started. Okay. So a year ago, oh, before <laughs> the pandemic, I had a horrible 2020, by the way. Like a month before the pandemic, truly February eleventh, I broke my elbow, my right elbow. Um, and so I clearly could not self-care myself with that hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to use my left hand. My God, it was too much. It was, it was took too long. Oh, that was just you would be like, it's a game changer. Me and my left hand, we're having an affair no. with my <laughs> Well, it, it, it just took the choice out of it. Like, you know, like I could like choose to take a while or like choose to get, I, I couldn't, I didn't have the choice. Like every session was an edge session basically. <laughs> Oh, no. uh, that's hilarious. Um, I'm right-handed, but um, I self-care with my left hand. <laughs> a lot of people do. I, I don't. I, I'm a righty, and I do use my right for all self-care needs. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Sometimes I mean dual-handed. You know what I mean? Something that is mm-hmm. but... dual wielding. Yeah. Dual wielding. Sometimes you gotta get down there with both. Dual. Exactly. One to spread them, and one to flicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spread and flick. Spread and flick. Self-care for me during the pandemic was um, buying, I didn't own sex toys before, and so I did buy some. Although I am going to be honest, I still don't use them, like, often, consistently. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've used I've used both of them, like, once. It's wow. like an event to use a I sex should. cloth. I know, it's like, ugh, I got to whip this thing out. Like, yeah, make sure it's what? clean, you got to use it, you got to get it ready. I don't know, so my bullet it I, takes no time. I use that almost all the time now. Right. So mm. I, got, I got a sex toile that I liked, and maybe we'll do an episode on sex toiles. Sex toiles! I, I was supposed to get three, apparently, that I didn't realize um, a friend of the pod told me that my um, resolution was to have three sex toys by the end of 2020, oh. and I had completely forgotten. I had two! Future guest of the pod. Mm. Future guest of the pod. Yeah. I. So. <laughs> yes. Bated <laughs> breath here. I'm. I, I've been doing this thing. Um, a couple mm. of years ago, a friend mm. of mine counted, uh, how many subway oh. rides she took in a single mm-hmm. year. Um, I'm doing this thing where, this year, I count how many orgasms I have in a year. Valid. Um, <laughs> honestly, it is something i think it's a great practice of like there are little things in our lives that we don't pay attention to and that we don't give like reason to Mm -hmm. um and what i'm learning and understanding about myself is that um that like just what i said i have only used either of my sex toys twice but if i look at the number of orgasms i've had and if i honestly like told you how many of those were like you know 
A level and how, like if I graded them A through F, mm-hmm. like what I would give most of them, like most of them are probably like, if I was being generous, maybe a C. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Not, that, not, not like they're super bad, but they're like average. And so what I'm learning about myself is that I have been, sometimes I th- this is, there's a lesson in this, <laughs> is what I'm trying to get to, is that I think sometimes we can be like lazy about our self-care or lazy about the things that we do. Or like, mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, you've been working all day and you're like, oh, I know I need to eat. And so you grab a thing that you don't really like, or you grab the thing that's quickest or whatever. But like, that is it actually self-care if you don't take the full time to like mm. do the thing that you oh, need and care God. about yourself you know what i'm saying like, that is to... it there is um sorry go, keep going did you finish i finished there's this great I finished. book <laughs> <laughs> there's this great book called trick mirror by gia talentino that came out like a year or two ago and it's got a bunch of essays she wrote for the new yorker oh, she's lovely lovely person uh, well, I don't know personally. I've just read her book. <laughs> and she has this one essay called Always Be Optimizing. And it's how, like, in this day and age, like, that's what we're taught. We're taught that we need to always be optimizing our time. And, like, everything we do has to be, like, to a certain end or, like, to be the most optimal. So, like, if you, if you, if you have a hobby, you have to spin it into something to, like, make money out of it. Like, you can't just have the hobby. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things she talked about was, like, how, like, office workers or people, right, people who have like office jobs that they have to sit them in front of the computer, they will they will take their break and they will go to like sweet green or something because it's the most optimal food with the most optimal nutrients in the quickest way. Um, and they'll sit down, eat their optimal lunch on their <laughs> optimal phone, on their break, doing like emails and shit and answering and continue to do work, like always optimizing their time so that they don't take a break. Mm-hmm. And like, that is so true. And so wild, just like what you were saying. And I think even for non, like, um, you know, when theater was alive and pumping, mm-hmm. um, I would, so depending on like what show I was working on or what I was doing, like, I know that there were days where I was like, okay, I'm going to work like 12 to eight pulling costumes. And in that time, I like, a lot of the times I didn't take a break to, like, I would be mm-hmm. on my phone or whatever for maybe like five minutes whenever I felt like it because I'm my own boss but um I didn't always take a break to eat or like Mm -hmm. sit down and rest or whatever um and sometimes like as a worker I don't know why I've done this but like as like just in someone who works on things right like whether it's theater whether it's like writing whether it's like cleaning my room or some shit like that like I I sometimes do that thing of where you tell yourself that like food is a like reward almost like you're like I can have yeah. this thing nah. once I'm done or I can right. have this thing once I get to like this stopping point right no, famous no, no. of doing that with essays and shit like that like mm. but also like you can just have the food we should just have the food it is vital it is important it is needed like if you finish the paper or not and your paper gets there on time is like less important to like whether or not you rest and eat and are like doing and well take care of yourself and if your professor doesn't think so, your professor can eat a bag of dicks and you can tell them I said so. The amount of tweets I saw this year of like, thank God I'm not in school anymore. The amount of tweets I saw this year of like professors being so unreasonable with their assignments and their deadlines and their student mm-hmm. student rules when we're in a pandemic and people are dying, people are getting sick, like fa- people are losing family members left and right. 
the, 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 the cruel things I've seen teachers say, like, you have to just do this anyway. And don't take no extensions. No, like, it's just so nightmarish. It's this weird thing of people being like, well, you're home, right? So, like, what else are you doing? And it's like, just because I'm home doesn't mean that all of my time is open to whatever somebody mm -hmm. else wants from me. You know what I mean? Like, it's been exactly. taken advantage of by employers, by teachers, by whatever, this idea of, like, kind of always being available and not, and not allowing people. You could, you, before, even if you're, like home to work life was not great the idea that you could go someplace you went someplace to work and then you came home was a, at least partial separation now with everybody mm. working from home even though i think there's a lot of great benefits from it at the same time it's it's erased that it's erased the line between where what is work and what is like me my time which is dangerous mm -hmm. i think well 100 because right now i mean like you know i don't have an office job anymore i did get laid off but like i do like I do like these kids shows on Zoom and I act in those things and then I do other things. Everything I do is at home. My bedroom has become now my office and like mm -hmm. there's no escaping that. So like when I go to sleep every night, I go to sleep in my office. I'm like, I try to relax. I'm relaxing in my office now. I'm never, I'm never away from where I work, you know? And that is, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I know that's unhealthy, but it's it certainly like it makes no, the boundaries really hard. It makes boundaries really hard. Sure, in a perfect world, I'd have like twenty rooms and yeah. one would be my office. I think that capitalism is fucked up and is just one going to punish us no matter what way in which, like, no matter what we do under capitalism, it will find some way to punish us and make our lives awful. Absolutely. Um, like there are lots of benefits for working from home and there are people who there are disabled people who've been asking for years like can i do this job from home and who have been consistently told no only mm -hmm. to find out that yes that you could do that job from home the whole time and so like it's great that they can now right it's great that that's more normalized but there are also things that come with working from home one if you don't have a home office like we said your bedroom is now your office um for me that like i have tried to work and I don't do anything. I'm just a dumb artist. I'm not a dumb artist. I am just an artist. You are an artist. And, and there's I no just, you artist. are an artist, period. I am an artist. I make things and I do things from my room in my house. Um, it's really hard for me to focus because I'm in my room and it's, I also don't have a desk or anything. So I'm just like sitting on my bed making stuff or like sitting on the floor making stuff or like propping some things up so that I can sew. Mm -hmm it's hard it's not conductive to like a proper workspace this is why people have like studios and whatnot mm -hmm. but like and like the other side of that is that like I can't work here some people can't rest here mm -hmm. like some people are like no this is the place where like I work now and like the when the lines become blurry shit gets hard well and this is kind of like early on when it was um when Gamal, daddy producer Coco and I um, were in our other apartment and we had another roommate because there was no separate place for like Conrado and I really to go other than like the living room. It, um, it was really difficult in like me when I was working an office job, me like working and doing something that I hated in my bed because then all of a sudden the energy where I slept had negative energy connected to it and so every time mm -hmm. I went to bed I was like also engulfed in all of the negative energy I had from 
doing my work in the same place that I sleep. Now, mm -hmm. I think that there's like, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it does feel good to be like, oh, you know what, I have to get something done, but I like want to lay down. I think that those, you know, there's like levels to all of that. But for me, like constantly being in the place where I'm supposed to rest mm -hmm. while working was had a very, very negative effect. And it's gonna be hard too because a lot of jobs moving forward are still gonna be work from home now because a lot of companies are realizing they could save so much money on it's not for the employees it's for them no. they can yeah. save so much money by not renting an office and having all their employees do their work remotely from home and check in through zoom and, blah, and not blah, blah, giving blah. you coffee and not giving you snacks and not giving right. you anything. Mm -hmm. exactly not you're not providing you anything you know um exactly that it's it's, it's gonna be something we have to get used to i think unfortunately or fortunately, I mean, depending on how you look at it, it, it's just it's just changing like the home space more, yeah. more so than we've been used to. But <laughs> I think reset. cultural reset. I do think on some levels, in regards to like work and in regards to other things, setting boundaries is self care. Yeah, um, and I think it. it it's something that we don't talk about often though, like saying no sometimes or like saying like, here's my boundary. Like here's as far as I go. I was really good at that when I was working in person mm -hmm. uh, or when I was working from home, when I had my last job, but it was like an office job and it wasn't like an arts related job really. It was arts administration part-time, but like, it wasn't like, it wasn't fueling. Creativity. Mm -hmm. That's what you I might be say. a little harder. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Not creativity. Um, for a creative job, like I might have a harder time setting boundaries um, and I have to work on that um, for my own health. But for that job, I was really good at setting boundaries. Like I clock in at this time and I'm working. And when I leave, I'm not working anymore. And so like, do not text me or do not ask me to do something because I'm not working anymore. Mm -hmm. Unless like that time is coming out or something else. Like I was really good at setting boundaries, which I think surprised people because I think a lot of people don't do that, especially a lot of young people who are entering the workforce. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> are, are, right. And I don't know what it is. I think it's like a thing that like, you know, older people like boomers and Gen Xers like have taken advantage of. Um, so that, that, that they've created this idea that especially millennials, right, are like, um, they're lazy and entitled. So you have a bunch of like stupid millennials who are like trying to like fight that stereotype when really it's just like gaslighting. You're lazy, you're entitled. And so people work harder and like don't set boundaries. Well, and I think and that there's like more of a, like a, I think it's become more and more recent the idea of like having doing something with your life and with your career that you really enjoy i feel like for a lot of like mm -hmm. our parents and beforehand it was like work was work it wasn't you weren't supposed to enjoy it it didn't fucking matter like you just went to work so you could get your paycheck that you could feed your kids and do your thing which like I, I mean, I get that mentality. If you like have children and like you, you have to like provide for them, the you setting that mental place to like survive, it makes sense. But I feel like mm -hmm. now we're in a place where we're like the uh, as a younger generation, we're like, okay, but I want to push back against that. Like, I don't just want to be working for the rest of my life. I want to be doing something else. And so mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of that is then looked down upon like, oh, why aren't, why, you know, why aren't you um, doing that overtime at work? Like you should be taking that overtime because it's going to give you more money. And you're like, but I don't want to fucking be here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I understand that the money is important, but I also don't want to be at this job. So why am I going to be putting the time that I could be using for self-care to that I could be using to do the thing that I actually care about back into this thing that I don't want to be doing? Which I think, I think it's is like a brain thing. I think it's also heavily connected to Catholicism. What? Happy Easter, everybody. Oh. Um, I think that 
America, first of all, America does not have an official like religion or an official language. Wow. So if you're one of those people that's like, America is a Christian English country, yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, but I also think that um, America has a very like, I always forget that people can't see me. America has a very like close relationship to Catholicism. I think mm -hmm. that it is like deeply embedded into our culture and our society, both as citizens and honestly, I think like around the world, like Catholicism just has like, just has its little hooks in people. Christianity um, is a fucking cancer, okay? I'm just gonna ooh, say it here. Wow. And I think that it's like, I think that there's a very like Christian Catholic suffering ideal like martyrdom mm -hmm. and that like you must suffer that we must suffer that like Jesus suffered for us and now we suffer as individuals like and that like it is a constant thing of like you don't do things for pleasure because pleasure is like sinful pleasure is decadent pleasure is for like the afterlife for when you're not here pleasure is for now fuck suffering you don't have to suffer no. You just said it yourself. Jesus suffered for me. Jesus suffered for us and then rested for three whole days. Three whole days. <laughs> and that's self-care. And that is, well, yeah, 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 this, absolutely. It is totally at the benefit of all those in power for the rest of us to be complicit in, in our own suffering. You know what I mean? And to see it as something that we are meant to do. As and that it's something that makes you like a better person. Yeah. That like mm -hmm. somehow you're, martyring you're, yourself yeah. and suffering, even though you don't have to, is like oh, that's a, such like a capitalist. Thing. Like a like a what is it? it? It's like a I don't know. I don't know the word. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. Right? Like it's this magical ideal that like oh that bitch suffered. Like no one's thinking that though. Oh, you no suffered. one's like oh you suffered. You're a great per. I mean some people are maybe, but like. We in do general, glorify it though. We glorify we suffering so much. That's like, we do, that's like the American like, dream. There's no that's reward capital. for it, is what I no. wanted to say. Yeah. If, no. you, if you suffer, you work hard and pay your dues, one day you'll be rewarded. That's what the people who never had to work hard um, to, to be on the top say to justify them causing you to suffer. Exactly. And that's and that's as political as I'll get today. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm wacky. We're going off. We're going I'll off. get more political. Cuomo resign. Whoa! Give us more weed and then resign. Notice how okay, I, said I was not gonna get political. Be... Notice how like now he's doing all the things people wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Weed got legalized like that. What? Like that? Saw, that literally came out of nowhere. nowhere. Left, like... He was like, "I'll give you vaccines now. Weed legal, legal weed. Weed is legal. Wild, please. Although Tell know your rights, you can carry up to three ounces. Yes. You can carry up to three ounces." Quote, um, you can also grow, quote unquote, up to six plants in your home. Mm -hmm. Although, who's counting how many plants you grow? Not the government. You can have uh, a total of 12 plants in a single household, but like they have to be like, this one, these are my six plants and these are my roommate's six plants. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then you can, uh, it's not legal to sell for another like no, 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 18 no. to 20 frames. But we're going to make an addendum to that. He's going to, He's gonna concede, and we're gonna be able to legalize oh, selling it so. immediately. Because I need it. We're gonna we're gonna get everything we want, and then we're gonna kick that man out because oh, that's yeah. self care. Yeah. <laughs> that's on self care. No more abusers in my government. No, thank that's you. That's right. Wow.
That's beautiful, y'all. So in conclusion, um, care for yourself physically, emotionally, seeking therapy is self-care. Yeah. Um, setting boundaries is self-care. Set boundaries for yourself, not just at work, but like in your relationships, romantic and otherwise. Uh, and know that no one can know your boundaries unless you tell them. Uh, but, you know, setting boundaries is self-care. Um, mm-hmm. Taking a bath can be self-care. Getting yourself a gift can be self-care. Take care of yourself because we care about you. It's always worth it to do. Exactly. And like, sometimes I am like, I am guilty of these things too. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not perfect because I said that thing earlier about me being the most perfect version of myself, but um, I do, I do not always do things in the way that I wish I would. Like, I also look back on situations and be like, damn, I should have opened my mouth because like, I think in the moment, sometimes we think like, oh, it's not that important. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'll just deal with this thing. It's fine. Like, again, that's the martyrdom. That's that evil voice inside you planted by society saying like, it's okay to suffer. Mm. It's also okay to not suffer. And to just voice your opinion and be like, hey, I actually don't care about this thing. Or, hey, I don't like this thing. Or, hey, can I'm not free that day. Let's reschedule. Yep. And if caring about yourself leads uh, leads you to rate and review our podcast on <laughs> Apple Pods, you can do so. It helps us so much uh, get out, get the word out there to other people. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter at podqueens, P-O-D-K-W-E-E-N-S. And send us an email uh, at podqueens at gmail.com. We might just read it on the show or you might just inspire a whole episode uh, I've been Gamal Elsawa. You can find me on Instagram at the Gamal and on Twitter at Gamal Tweets. I'm Jelani Carrington. You can find me at Persephone's Garden. Remember, there is a Y um, that's on IG. You can find me at Queer Messiah on Twitter. I have not yet changed any of those handles, nor will I. <laughs> And I am Sajda Wait. You can find me at It's Sajda on both Instagram and Twitter. And you know what? If you want to help me self-care, you can also Venmo my show dogs NYC. You can Venmo all of us and <laughs> it'll help us with self-care. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just dropping mm-hmm. that. My my Venmo is at Gamal El <laughs> <laughs> uh, My Venmo is at Jelani C. Um, I'm not going to spell that. You're either going to figure it out or you're going to give someone else money. Figure it out wild style. And (laughs) until next time. P.S. Dot, dot, dot. We out this bitch. What a run. Isn't that great? Pod Queens is a Show Dogs production. Our theme song was written and performed by E.J. Meehan. And our producer is Conrado Falco III. To learn more about Show Dogs, go to showdogsnyc.com.